Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John Miller, Chris Williams. From the Channel Seed Studios, it's Miller and Williams. Presented by Wild Rose Casino and Hotel. Three locations in Iowa. Three times the fun. You'd rather be here. This is Iowa Everywhere. What's going on? Welcome to Miller and Williams uh, recording mid-afternoon on the 20th of September. My name is Chris Williams. I'm joined, as always, by John Miller. I am in the Channel Seed Studios. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Wild Rose Casinos in Clinton, Emmitsburg, and Jefferson. They are a uh, proud partner of Circus Sports. John Miller sent an inappropriate text message last night to our group that was in Las Vegas together in March. Um, and it was some old guy playing on a stage outside of Circa. And I legitimately didn't know who it was. And you automatically got defensive and accused me of being 10, I believe is what you did on the text message. And then you, you declared to me that it was you too. And I want to start this podcast by saying I objectively believe what well, subjectively, but I truly, truly believe that they suck. I think that they're totally overrated and not good. And this has nothing to do with the age gap between us. Your response has everything to do with the age gap between us. Because if you would have, if you were my age, I, I've had this theory all along the, the albums when that were big and successful and popular when you were like 16 and you first got your driver's license and you started to spend a lot of time in your car. Yeah. Brooks and Dunn, my Maria. Yeah, my Maria. Um, <laughs> Maria. <laughs> we need to hit a karaoke next year in Vegas. Oh, um, yeah. So I had cassettes, you had CDs, and U2's Joshua Tree was the album the year that I turned 16. Uh, 1987, 1986, 1987. And U2's albums before that were actually pretty good. They came out of the post-punk era. They still had a little punk um, to them. And, you know, New Year's Day, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Um, and then the Joshua Tree was just a massive hit. So it's okay that you don't like them. I don't like them as much as I used to because, like, Billy, I was a Billy Joel nut when I was, like, 10, 11, 12, 13. I wore that shit out. I did the Columbia House tapes for a penny. Wore them out. And then you two, I also wore them out. And I did go see the Joshua Tree tour back in 2017, kind of a bucket list thing. Saw him down in uh, Jerry Jerry World. 
last row at that time. Um, and I really haven't listened to him much since. I just am not in the vibe. I'm, I'm more on a, on a, I've been on a Beatles vibe hard for the last five years. So I get not liking them, but to say that they suck or they weren't good or they weren't, they're one of the most successful touring bands in the freaking history of touring bands. I didn't I, listen, like I'm not denying any of that. I said from a subjective standpoint, my taste in music, I think they suck. Okay. I don't want to listen to them. I don't think they're any good. Okay. Then don't. You 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 don't you You're, don't think you don't think where the streets have no name Sunday Bloody Sunday New Year's Day stories for boys um, one still haven't found looking for that those are like shitty songs like bad songs that's your your in your subjective view those okay then don't freaking listen to them. But just don't no, act like this, a, an idiot, an idiot that's never heard of you too. And I send him. I had not. Picture. I did you not know who Bono. that was. I did not know that that was Bono. I did not know that. It's Bono. Bono was a share. Sonny and share. Sonny. Is Bono. that the guy? Didn't he pride beat her pride, up? The pride of Palm Springs. What? Didn't Bono beat up share? Sonny Bono. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if domestic uh, was involved. I know I know that I know that Ike Turner beat beat up yes. Tina Turner. That's what I was thinking of. Okay, right, Sunny and Cher, Ike and Tina, yes. peanut butter and jelly go right together. Yeah, Ike Turner was a dick. <laughs> saying, I am not. Uh, I'm not an '80s guy. I I'm not. I, Dude, I Ike don't... and Tina Turner was like '60s and '70s, bro. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I'll be damned. Tina Turner just passed away a few years ago. She was 80 something. <laughs> no <laughs> way. This is one of the best worst starts to a podcast I've ever done. Well, and for the background of everybody listening, or if you're watching, you might be watching <laughs> on the Iowa Everywhere uh, YouTube feed, which is, I think, the best way to take in the shows. So this yeah. was again real text chain last night. Miller sends out the video of Bono singing on Fremont Street. I truly Fremont. didn't know who it was, and you immediately get chippy, and you you get all mouthy, and then it pissed me off, and then I really don't like you two, anyways. And we we didn't even say hello when you got into the studio and we started arguing about it. And I said, "Stop it! I'm turning on the podcast." And Save it for now podcast, which is one of my classic lines. I that's used to do that with Dace all the time. Any, I like the the thing. Let me let me just just you know what? Just for the audience out there, here I sent a TikTok of Bono and the Edge on a trailer on Fremont Street. You know, our you know home away from home. I say, can you guys even imagine being there next Mark bitches? Next March, bitches, we run it back. Meaning we're back in Vegas. We're back on Fremont Freakmont Street. And then Van Wink says, crazy, I'm in. Chris Williams says, who is that? And somebody says, ha, ha, ha. My Nick, my friend Nick, who was there with us, says, awesome. Chris Williams says, I'm serious. Like, I'm serious. Says, and who is that? Van Wink says, come on, man. Chris Williams says again, who is that? And w Van Wink says, you too. And then Chris comes in with a gif or a gif or whatever the hell that is, overrated. And then I said, piss off, Williams. Yeah. You immediately get all the. And then Van Winkle says, I actually hate you two. And Chris says, so bad. 
and then I end the thread. Oh hi, look, I'm ten years old. Jeez. Uh, I need to remember I'm dealing. What are you? Are you guys even forty yet? Uh, I'm thirty nine. Jeez, you grew up. You you grew up with shit music to listen to. No, I didn't. I grew up with Tupac. Grew up with um, Nickelback. Grew up with next. Um, uh, enough said. I said, that, I said that just to mess with you. I yeah. I like rap and country. That's what I listen to. So I like twang and I like my and I like the streets. Yeah. Those are my types yeah, of music. I saw, I saw some little bit on Bro Country on TikTok the other night, like kind of like a some guy saying that you know rock music went from hair metal hair bands to grunge mm. and that he feels like country had that bro country thing. Yeah. And then somebody, somebody named Brian Luke is basically kind of like the Nirvana of country taking it to some different direction. Does that make any sense to you? Brian Luke? No. Anyways, or was it Luke Brian? Luke, Luke Brian. Brian. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's, he's the godfather of douche country. There you go. That makes a lot more sense. Brian Luke. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I actually knew it was Luke Bryan. I was seeing if I could get you, but I couldn't. Uh, okay. Uh, a really couple things. Talk? I want to pick your brain on Iowa Penn State. Before we go, this will have to be a shorter show because I got to get out of the studio. There's another show coming in to record. But I, I, I really wanted to, John, spend the majority of our time today talking about this USC story of Lincoln Riley blocking a reporter from having access to the team for two weeks. Um, I'm reading from Sports Business Journal right now that the um, reporter violated its media policy. So apparently USC has a media policy that they, I don't know, they like hand out like a book, you know, at media day every, I've right. never seen that in, in my career, at least. I mean, I've been given like, when you go to an NCAA tournament or a bowl game and they, and they send you right. like a media guide where it's like, well, this is the times and. Um, but but I um, I've never heard of a university having like written out rules to hand to beat reporters and and whatnot. This reporter's name is Luca Evans. He is from the Orange County Register, and the Register reports that USC coach Lincoln Riley quote took exception with the story and the team said it violated this policy because. It included reporting outside of the approved media availability. So hmm. Riley's upset because I two things happened. One, this Evans asked a question after a press conference, which seems very authoritarian to me that you can't. Hey, Lincoln, can I get one more? No, you're fired. Like that. That's really weird to me. And two, so I guess this Luca Evans referenced a conversation between two players that was taking place before like i think i think john it was like one of those on the side media sessions where you know you're chatting like that happens all the time like hey uh rocco beck what's up man rocco how you doing doing okay how's your dad you watching the xfl like you're not really on the record but you know it's very casual yeah you're out there kiss yeah you're just out there kissing ass well you're just it's it's relationships man like that's what this business is. Right. Anyways, right. to the to the big part of this that USC has completely blocked this one reporter for two weeks. And 
I, 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 we're going in a really weird direction here because, you know, there's these programs all over the country now that their, their need for the media is considerably less than it used to be because they have their own social feeds and they can – Many of these schools even have reporters now. Like the, the the need for the middleman is is less in their minds. Now I would warn them that nobody wants to read a press release if you're a, a fan. So I would I would warn them to tread lightly on that. But to, what do you what do you think about this, John? It's a scary so, way place we're going. I think. So I'd really probably need to have more context as far as what is in this media policy that everyone either agreed to, did they have to sign something like what rule was violated and in what context the rule was violated. What you're telling me makes it sound like something was asked or there was a conversation that took place outside of the stated press conference time. Correct. And that reporter, that reporter maybe used those conversations or things from those conversations on the record and used them in a story when Lincoln Riley may not have been aware that they weren't just having a relationship building time. If it was something like that, I still think it's heavy handed, but if you agreed to stated rules and you get your hand slapped because you don't like stated rules, sorry. Did they get to agree to anything or the rules just dictated to them? Well, that's I, again, it's like, is, is, was it one of those things where I said, here's the rules, sign this if you don't have access to the press conference? That's also a totally different situation because that is very authoritarian. There was no choice in the matter. Um, you either sign this and adhere to it or you don't get let in. That would definitely be a problem. That would be something that I would probably, were I the uh, Orange County Register, I would, um, I would probably sue USC. Um, and it would get dropped, you know, rather quickly because that that is that is outside uh, the traditions. And I think legal protections afforded the press in the United States of America. Now, I guess I will add this at Iowa. Um, you're not allowed to contact players outside of designated. Yeah, that's like an unwritten rule. Like it's right. not you leave them be you leave yeah. them be. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a deal where – but I would also – here's where I would challenge it. Uh, we're in a different era now, definitely since you've been on the beat. And the reason I say that time. is because of name, image, and likeness. And mm -hmm. Matt Campbell, for instance, has a policy where true freshmen don't talk to the media. Kirk if I'm a – Celebrate like let's say JJ Cole is a starting quarterback at Iowa State, kid out of Ankeny, superstar in high school, legacy kid, super popular. He has real value with name, image, and likeness. JJ Cole, in my opinion, could go to Matt Campbell and say, You are lowering my value because you're not allowing me to speak to the media. Um, we've seen yeah. it in this world now where I, I know down in Texas, I believe a Texas A&M fan site, similar one, what, like a cyclone fanatic type where they paid a player. This was a couple years ago for their media rights, essentially. Like you can only speak to, and I hate that. Like I'm not, I'm not pushing this in that direction, but my, I guess my point is, man, it feels really archaic to me. Right now, some of these, some I, I think the rules are there in 
like for, for a good reason, right? You don't want guys like us badgering these players. I respect it. And I think that all the media should respect that as well. But again, like I'm, I'm saying that this is a different world now. What if, um, you know, what if a TV station had a, um, let's say that there's a, let's say diet Coke contacts channel 13 and they wanted to do a thing with, um, uh, Tory Taylor and they wanted to use him. Hey, how do we, you know, like, could you DM the guy? And, you know, I, I just, I think it's different. Like I, I, the, we just live in a weird world right now. I, I don't know what exactly it should be, but I, I do think that these, these schools have to be on their tiptoes just a little bit and reporters too. I, I think that you remember the dream team, uh, the first dream team U S basketball, I think it was in 92 yeah. where they were sponsored apparel-wise, was it Adidas or Reebok? I can't remember which one mm-hmm. of those two it was. And uh, their their warm-up jerseys that they were to wear on the podiums and all that, they had you know something other than a Nike logo on it. And Michael Jordan, I think, if not others, but I know Michael Jordan did, he draped a flag over his shoulder to cover up the Nike swoosh so that he wouldn't be out of compliance with his apparel contract. That is just one example that comes to mind. So if somebody wants to sign over their media rights, you know, their, their media yeah. rights to a certain news outlet and they get compensated for it. Okay. I'm not saying I like it, no. but I don't see, I don't see why they shouldn't be able to do that. You know, as it relates to, you know, the hypothetical example you gave of JJ Cole and Matt Campbell mitigating or minimizing his opportunity to make money via NIL as a true freshman by not speaking to the media, I would say this. You need to make sure that before you go to Iowa State or Iowa, because I think Kirk Ferentz has been quite similar with regards yeah, to that. That's a very um, common you, rule. I, I just use Matt because he's right up the road. But, but yeah, that's for sure. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying go to a school. If you're concerned about that, go to a school that doesn't do that. But you agreed to go to that school and you should have done your due diligence. And ignorance is not a defense. Hmm. This deal's weird to me. Like I, I read this story that this uh, Luca Evans wrote, and it it's it's really harmless. Like I, yeah, it's, it's, th- it's th- it seems benign. This really just screams to me of a a bigger problem we have in this sport of these larger than life, uh, untouchable, overly paranoid, yeah. egomaniac coaches that want to control everything. Right. Yeah, and, and and that's they they get drunk with power the same way politicians do. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they get a little power. They have their fiefdom that they oversee. They're worshipped. Uh, certainly early on in their careers, when they're the new girl on the block, everywhere they go, everyone tells them how great they are, and they're venerated and made to feel like they are uh, very very important. When honestly, you know, they take their pants off. And their poop is also brown, and they also wipe. They're human beings the same way that we are. I'm well, sorry, that's gross. Unless, I'm just unless to... they have a bidet. Or, true, or unless they accidentally take uh, laxatives for 14 months, then they're, you know, then, then, they're, then they're very unique and special. Um, and they hit that bidet. But, yeah, I, I just – I'm not trying to dismiss your concerns on this because, yeah, it, it, on, on the surface to me, it does sound a little authoritarian. 
Um, but it, you know, kind of, kind of sounds like the theme of the day in this country right about now, but I, I just need more context before I could fly out the handle. And I realize you may be shocked to hear me say that considering I never used to need much context to fly off the handle in my previous iterations, <laughs> but I'm trying to get better as I age. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah. I wasn't expecting any flying off the handle. I, I just think it's an interesting discussion because I, you, you see it everywhere. This is not just in, in college athletics. I mean, these teams, uh, these programs used to rely ex- honestly exclusively on media to get the word out, to get For people sure. to buy There's tickets no to, There's no and doubt. Right. I, I do think, you know, I would warn them if there's anybody from Iowa or Iowa state listening to this right now, you know, don't, don't overshoot this. Now, and they haven't done anything like this. Like I, I'm not accusing Iowa or Iowa state of anything. It's just, that's who our audience is, but well, fans, you won't... fans just don't want to read and listen to press releases. They don't. That's why our shows right. get as many downloads and views opinions, as they do. Opinions move the needle. Uh, press releases and game stories, who gives a shit? Nobody does. Opinion moves a needle. But let me give you an anecdote, because otherwise, why would you have an old guy on your in your network if you didn't have personal anecdotes? I had my press passes revoked in 2014. Now, I had recently moved to Oklahoma from Des Moines about the year prior. I was no longer doing sound off. Jim had passed away about a year and a half before that. But, and I, I will tell you this, I was really keen on trying to prove that I could still wield a voice and still Mm -hmm. be relevant about the Hawkeyes, even though I had moved to Oklahoma, even though I started all everything I ever did from Kansas city before I moved to Iowa. So I kind of got a little edgier. Uh, I had a little edgier presentation, a little edgier voice. If you, and I don't mean like my tone of my voice. I'm just means like what I said and wrote. No, I get it. Then, then what I, then what I used to, what I did before. And, and frankly, that's disingenuous. Um, but I was almost like a, a 50% extra version of me, what people came to know, because I felt like I needed to swing a stick and prove that I could still move the needle, which looking back on it now and talking about this, it's really embarrassing, frankly. But no, at any but rate, that, honestly, though, John, it was kind of be my warning to these guys, because you need these real reporters in there. Uh, like use my and Chris's show for instance, right? We're, we don't do it nearly as much, but Chris and I like our, our entire show is based on presenting these stories, like real reporting from sites like ours. It's like one fanatic or whatever Docterman's doing with the athletic or the Des Moines register, whatever. Right. We take the real reporting and we form opinions off that. If you don't have the real reporting, you know, if that starts to dwindle, you're going to have just more, loudmouths like us and oftentimes we don't have the real information right like in that you're right you, you, you gotta and that and like like fans like i i would guess and i i love john walters and gary dolphin i would guess that those coaches shows on monday nights don't get the amount of downloads that our podcast do because it's very press releasey right and it's oh, just there's, 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 there's no doubt they don't they, they do not. And I want to send you something because you you can share screen, right? If I sent you something um, or, just, God. or like a full screen. And if you yeah, can, I think, so. if you want, I think I can. Yes, I want, think I can. Okay. I'm going to find this. I'm going to send it to you because I think that people 
we'll get a better idea of the the dumbassery that I pulled, and then we can get everybody to vote. Okay, we can have people okay. say, John, were you smart to say this, uh, or 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 should you have lost your press pass for what you said? So I'm going to say this right now. I, I didn't uh, know this. You didn't I, know this. Well, can, no. if, you, if you didn't know it, then other people uh, probably didn't know it. Well, so I went I'm to gonna... war with Iowa for Rob Howe and Pat Hardy, and I've never even met Pat Hardy. Uh, but remember, they started right. like that new website. Yeah, and yes, they... that's how we got it. That's how that's how Hawkeye Nation got its. It, that's how Hawkeye Nation got its credential back from me losing the credential for Hawkeye Nation when I was in Oklahoma. So I just sent you this picture. You pull it up when I you pull it up when it's, I say hit it. That picture okay? of like the goblin type thing. Yeah, correct, correct. Okay. So it's 2014, and I told you a few minutes ago that I was trying to push the bounds and I was trying to be more opinionated. I started to try to be more sarcastically funny, which is my natural state uh, sense of humor. Those of you that have been following me on Twitter for the last couple of years. This won't shock you now, but back then I was still trying to toe the line. So I made a tweet during one of Iowa's football games in the 2014 season, which I was a dickhead that year. And I said, Iowa's offense looks like if Greg Davis and Kirk Ferentz had a love child together, it would look like the lizard baby from the 1980s TV show V. So pull that up if you can pull it up right now. God, I'm trying. Man, that was just the perfect setup. I thought you would have had all that taken care of by now. But I'm, I don't do this. I hire to, people to do this for me. I, see, you know, and that's the difference because I use a different service than what you. So you're using StreamYard. I use Restream for the things I do in my industry, and I have the ability to share screens, do all this. I'm the one that runs the studio. I'm a, if if you can't do it, folks. I'll tweet it out, and then the Iowa Everywhere uh, Twitter account can use that for the picture of this podcast episode, and you can refer back to Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how to do this. Do I've that. never done Let's this do that. before. Yeah, Let's do that. Tweet it out on the Iowa Everywhere socials without okay. any context. Say, hey, John and Chris just did a show, blah, 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 yeah, and yeah. then put that on, and people are going to be like, what the hell is that thing okay. on this? Anyway, so I, I, I then – was uh, contacted by Iowa Sports Information either that day or the next really? day. Really? And they and they were not happy about it. They said it was incredibly unprofessional, which it was, but have I ever been accused of being a professional? Um, and they revoked our press pass for that for a full season until the start of the 2015 season, which it was the 2015 season. And that was the whole time that Hardy and Rob and those guys started doing uh, a venture as well. So, yeah. Um, so Iowa can be pretty heavy-handed. But suspending a writer for two weeks because of a violation of a code, I want to know, did they have a choice to sign that code? Was their signing of that code dependent upon their access? Which, if it was, I would probably sue for that, too. And when I say sue, I'm not somebody that's – I've never sued anyone in my life that I can that I can remember. I've threatened to and got things taken care of, uh, but I was in the right on those things. But it's just like this, this should not happen, and it shouldn't happen – uh, with the press in this country. And I know some of you like, oh, the press and the mainstream media, John, you got to get over that sort of stuff. Piss off. Just piss off. So, yeah. No, I, I feel you. And that that's my whole thing is just the precedent of it. Like, and I, and I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to warn these institutions about guys like us, frankly, you don't oh, want man. like As Dion says we're coming. Well, I, what I'm saying is, you 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 don't want to get rid of the the real journalists. 
you know, like the Lysticos and the Rob Grays and the, uh, because if, if, if you start doing that too much, I mean, I, I see it at Iowa state right now. It's like the amount of media covering and it's not, the fan base has never been bigger, but the media outlets are dying. And if you start, mm-hmm. if you start taking away Iowa and Iowa state football coverage, like sooner or later, there's not going to be that many people covering your team. There's just not like, because there's just not enough jobs. Right. And you, like the Ames right. Tribune doesn't exist now. Like, right. Like the Ames radio station barely exists. Like, uh, you know, the rival site isn't as big as it was. The scout site doesn't exist. Right. Like it's just a totally different world. And and again, I, I'm only using Iowa state as an example. They've been great. I've never once had a problem working with Iowa state media relations. I just like, I could see this becoming a thing. Like you think Dion or, you know, these other larger than life coaches aren't looking at what Lincoln Riley did. Like I can do that. I can just kick that guy out of here. Right. Like it's a no, dangerous, right. dangerous place for tiptoeing to here. Yeah. I, th- I think that, um, you know, at, at some point, if you're a coach and you begin to have success, like Matt Campbell has, like Kirk Ferentz has, um, you start to get a little high on your own supply. Everyone's personality is different. So how that may manifest or has manifested with Kirk could be different than how it's manifested with Matt. But these coaches are always a lot more accessible early on. No and doubt. If they make it and if they succeed, shut the door, shut them off. And how you like me now. And some of them turn into dickheads. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Kirk, Kirk. I don't think Kirk has. I think Kirk's always been Kirk and he's always been a control freak and keeping people out. I used to call it Fort Kinnick behind the walls of Fort. That's just how he's always been. That's his modus operandi. Kirk's a professional football coach who happens to have coached the last 24, 25 years in college. Um, Matt Campbell, I don't know him as well as you do, but based on anecdotes I've heard over the last few years, I think Matt's gotten a little high on his own supply. I think that he once was very open with everyone and he is no longer as open and maybe it's gone the other way. Then you see the, you know, the emotional thing that happened last week after the Ohio game. So I don't know. Um, it just seems like these guys always sort of head that direction. I, I also think too, there's a, like a buffer, the buffer gets bigger. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. Early on, you can just go up and talk to them. And then, you know, later on, they've got three or four guys that are kind of like they're. Oh, yeah. Between, which some of it you you have to, right? Like, because one man can only do. Correct. You know, there's only 24 hours in a day. But yeah, the. the you're right. I, I actually think it'd be fascinating for like a psychologist to write a paper on that like do a like real study on it and to see like because there's a reason like it it doesn't mean they're just bad guys now right it doesn't mean they come in as like a good human and then five years later they're just they're bad it but when you're at the top of this mountain forever and people are constantly clawing at you and pounding at you like your your mindset on how you view things is going to change quite naturally yeah, it's, you're right. It's fascinating. You, so you got to have people to tell you no. There's got to be somebody at USC to tell Lincoln Riley, "Hey, can we just bring this guy in and talk to him? Do we really have to make it this giant news story? Like, do we really have to do this?" If if I was ever a head coach, which is never going to happen, but if I were, I would, and this would probably 
cause some people to roll eyes, but I'd bring in my absolute most trusted friend. All right. Most trusted friend that I've known since childhood. And I would, I would hire them as like an, a, a special assistant to the head coach. That person's job would be to tell me at times to fuck off or you're an asshole. Yeah. Don't yeah. do this. This is stupid because I'm going to look at that guy. Like I looked at him when I was 17 or 18, when he told me that. And sometimes we came to blows. I always say your best friend really isn't the true best friend, unless you've spilt blood fighting each other um, physically at some point in time over the years. And everybody needs somebody like that. Everyone needs that. And these coaches far too often do not have that, especially the longer they're at uh, a university. But, you know, I remember back when Kirk, uh, the first time I ever interacted with Kirk was like a spring game, I think in 2000. And I was walking from the dental office's parking lot over to Kinnick. And I was walking along the sidewalk right by the water treatment plant or maybe the old water treatment plant now. And Kirk was just walking. It was just Kirk. Kirk Mm -hmm. was in khakis and a white shirt. I happened to know him. Because I, you know, was writing about him, but nobody else was around. I walked up to him. I introduced myself. I'm like, hey, Kirk, my name's John Miller. I just started a website. I'm going to cover the team. He's like, hey, John, great to meet you. Well, then we get to the actual fall camp several months later, and I see Kirk. He sees me. He's like, hey, John, how are you? Dude won me over right then. Mm -hmm. There's no more powerful word in the English language than your own name told back to you by someone that you never would have expected to remember you. So Mm -hmm. he had me then. Then we go fast forward another six, seven years. I think it was probably, I want to say, 06 or 07. I was going to put James Ference on the cover of Hawkeye Nation magazine um, in the recruiting special, right? Um, So I can't, I don't remember how Kurt caught wind of it. So my phone rings. I look at my phone and it says private. And I'm like, okay, I'll answer. Hello, this is John. Hey, John, Kirk Ference, how you doing? I'm like, oh. Hey, hey, coach. I mean, that's like a, a bit of a shock when you're not expecting, you don't know who it is, and it's Kirk Ferentz. She's like, hey, you don't have to do that. And I've never told this story ever before to anyone, anywhere. You you don't have to do this, John, but I would like for you to consider um, a favor if you put somebody else on the cover of that magazine and not my son. And he he had suggested somebody else. I don't even remember what it was. And I maybe I'm getting the years wrong, but that conversation actually happened. And I did that. I said, you know what, Kirk, that's no big deal. It's no sweat off my back. It's not going to sell any more or less magazines. So sure, I'll do that. Now to this day, anytime I see uh, my phone ring and it says private, I answer it on the outside chance it's Kirk calling me for another favor, which is really really weird to begin. Did with. he not want him on um, there because he didn't want to like show favorites? Like. He, Yes, he didn't want the extra attention for his kid. He felt yeah. like other kids deserved it more, which, again, Kirk's motives in this, I feel, were very good, and he yeah, gave somebody absolutely. else the opportunity to have their face on a cover. Um, so, and again, I, I'll always I, I think both her. of our guys, having been around long enough, I certainly know Matt very well. Um, I, I don't know Kirk as well, but Iowa football, when, when my daughter – was in Iowa city a lot or like I I've told this story that they've reached out to me and offered me like office space. And like, they've been phenomenal. I, I think both guys in our state, like if they were just sitting here with us, having dinner are people. Ph- phenomenal people. I think both yeah. of them have just been here so long now, even Matt, where it's just, yeah, you just develop these like buffers in between you. And then it, it, it's less open. It, 
it, again, yeah. like I, I, I don't think either, but I have seen, and I'm not going to name names. I've seen coaches at Iowa state where they come in and they're great. And man, by year five, I, you don't even recognize them. Well, for sure. And that now, happens. Matt, I mean, Matt's still Matt. Like he, he really is like, and I tell people he's just gotten so protective in press conferences and he's doing all that. It's all calculated. I hate it. I wish he'd open up, but you know what? That's just who he is. And it, yeah. But these guys are human and you're right. I think the guys that Iowa has atop their programs are really good guys. Like I would, I would make a five figure donation to the university of Iowa children's hospital. If I could get a three hour cooking steaks, um, doesn't have to be at Kirk's house, just grilling out just me and Kirk. And just, I can ask him whatever I want. We can talk about whatever I want. I sign a non-disclosure agreement that anything that we say during the course of that conversation, I will never repeat to another living soul. As long as Kirk's alive, I would do that because I think that would be one of the most enjoyable evenings that I mm-hmm. could possibly spend because I find him fascinating. I find his story fascinating. I find him genuine. I find him relatable. So yeah, I think that these guys are both good guys. Now I wouldn't do that for Max. I don't know, Matt. I'm not as interested in him as oh, I Oh, you'd love him. You really would. I'm sure he's, I would. I'm sure I would. Phenomenal. It'd be probably fun. He's phenomenal. He's a, he's just a, I, I think they're both, I don't know Kirk as much, but I, again, I know enough people who've been around him and that, that I think we got two good ones now. Hey, what uh, they about, both, what, what about, did you see that, that thing that heavens Hawkeye did that, yeah, uh, the artificial AI intelligent, deep, deep, the deep fake with Matt Campbell. Mm-hmm. And he also did one with Brian Ferentz. Yeah. I, um, that, I haven't yeah. seen the Brian Ferentz one because I could tell that everybody said it was a deep fake and I just don't give a shit about things like that. But mm-hmm. I clicked on the Campbell one, not knowing that it was a deep fake. And then I <laughs> figured it out pretty quickly. I got to tell you, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And and maybe this is just my the age showing things. Yeah, I, I don't. I do not like it at all. We are it, having a hard enough time in this country deciphering what's true and what's not. Not only that, we have a number of people in this country when there is 100% no doubt about objective truth and they still say, oh, I don't believe that. Where's the source? Who's the source? I'm going to do my own research. Maybe bleach does kill COVID. How would you know? Have you ever tried it? That's the world we live in. The last thing we need are deep fakes coming in and confusing people. Apple's new phone is going to have a way where you can talk into it for 15 minutes and it will recreate the sound of your voice and your voice will be the Siri sound. Why oh do we God. need that? That this, this is, this is all really, really bad. So I was not entertained by that. And I'm so, not coming after heaven's Hawkeye, but I just think it's a really bad, really bad I, stuff. I won't lie. I won't lie. I laughed. But yeah. it's funny because I didn't watch the Brian Ferentz one either. And the only reason I watched the Matt Campbell one is because I actually fell for it. And yeah, I fell for it. But I, I made a distinct note in my head to not share it because yeah. of what you're saying. Yeah. Because I, I was yeah. like, I don't want to share it. And then trick some guy who's a six-year-old man who's a season ticket holder to go and cancel. You know what I mean? Like, in, right. And we saw that happening all over Twitter yesterday with that thing. John Walters yeah, like, we can't. retweeted a guy and said, hey, this is not real, just so you know. Right. Every day, I'll see a soundbite, almost every day, from a politician, left, right, whatever, that I have to pause and wonder, is that real 
or is that somebody doing a deep fake because what they said is so batshit or crazy? even photoshopped it can't too. be real right but we live in a world where the batshit crazy is common who's that guy fetterman from pennsylvania and this, yeah, this week's guy. big hubbub about how he's dressing and all that you know which i think is really silly and dumb um but he said today something like if those jagoffs in Congress will, uh, you know, do do something, something with Ukraine, then I'll wear a suit next week. And everyone's like, you know, laughing and thinking it's funny and he's getting over on the Republicans. And I read that and I was sad. I'm like, and again, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of going off on people, too. But if we're going to be at the point where we're calling our, our, you know, people on the opposite ideological side that we're on in politics, that we're going to refer to them as jagoffs, like if, if U.S. Congress people are going to start referring to other Congress people as jagoffs, which I know that 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 toothpaste is way out of the tube and that genie's done left the bottle, and I mm-hmm. know I'm guilty of it too, um, and it's it made me think I need to change. I'm still going to post things that people don't like, um, but I I need to use more respectful language, I think. Um, otherwise, I'm just no better than, than you know, these assholes, which I just did it right there. See, I can't even help myself. <laughs> All right. We have to go because I've got to get All the right. studio. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, give me an Iowa-Penn State prediction real quick. Uh, I think the Knits are going to win it by more than the 14 and a half, and there will be a new – uh, parlay from the Prince that will hit later this week. I've already got, got a new out. I've already got a sneak peek. You have. What do you think of it? Uh, you didn't look close enough, did you? You just saw. No, I, I did. No, I looked. Here, I'll, I'll run through it with you real quick. It was the Dolphins six and a half. That's a total public play. You're with all the schmoes. Pros are all on the Broncos. Uh, you're on the Bills at Washington. Mm, no, I'd take Washington there. Six and a half. And then I'll, I'll, I'll lean on you for Wisconsin-Purdue. It did feel like Wisconsin kind of came to life in the second half in that game against Georgia Southern. And I just it's, it's, it's less a confidence of Purdue than anything. Yeah, they suck. The NFL, by the way, before you – The NFL so hard. Like It's really hard. <laughs> I, I, it's really I, hard. I'm, I'm sitting here judging your picks. I don't know. I have no freaking clue. Yeah, I will say and this, this will be less than – in Go circa ahead. millions, though, uh, me and Jason Luch have an entry, and we're currently in like the top ten percent of it right now. We went seven That's and awesome. three in the first two weeks, so we're we're right in the thick of things, baby. That's great. This will be less than sixty seconds, and we're done. You give me a lot of crap for playing playing parlays. You think they're sucker yeah. bets? Suckers. I share a lot of things with you behind the scenes, and you can let the audience know. You don't ever show me the losers, John. You just show me the winners. I told you I've made 46 parlay plays since week zero. Over 60% of those are $25 or less. Okay. I've doubled my money. And you saw the winners I had this weekend. They were good. Prince, they had, were a really good. Good, Prince had a really good weekend. All right. If, if I was done, I, I really want to, I really want to jump on board the Prince, but I'm fading you at me. this point. Fade yeah. me. I'm Let's fading go. you now. <laughs> But if it's just a one-off parlay, I I'm gonna suck. That's why it's volume, baby. You gotta it's do volume. System. You gotta do the system. It's volume. That, I told you that's how I am with NASCAR. Like I'm gonna pick one out of every ten winners, but when you're picking them and it's plus twelve hundred, you know, pays I off. I know the odds. I know I'm gonna lose more than I win, but when I win, baby, I win. He wins big. He's John Miller. 
My name's Chris Williams. We thank our friends at Wild Rose Casinos for sponsoring Miller & Williams here on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.